Welcome to The Leap, a success podcast for ambitious leaders. Each week, we bring you the tools, knowledge, and inspiration to fuel your next big leap. Now, here's your host, Harriet Schumacher, leadership expert and executive coach. Okay. Yay. Recording. So thanks for being here. And for those of you who are listening in, um, we are going to have a coaching conversation today. And really the reason why we're doing this is to help people understand what coaching is, because that tends to be pretty confused. I think a lot of people aren't really sure like what you would get if you had a coach or you had a coaching conversation. And so um, that's one of the main reasons why I wanted to have this coaching demonstration, if you will, today. But it's real person, real issue. This isn't like fake. This is really something that's actually going on. Yeah. So um, we're just two ladies going to have a chat here. And for those of you who are listening, you get an opportunity to um, listen in and get some insight into something that is really going on for somebody here and uh, get a sense of what a coaching conversation sounds like, what it feels like. So... So thanks for volunteering. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited. <laughs> I know. You're going to help me. I'm like, I can't believe that somebody raised their hand to want to do this with me. So it's pretty fun. Um, okay. So maybe just to preface before we get started into the actual like coaching conversation and your issue is to let everybody know that in coaching, uh, if you're working with a professional coach, meaning somebody who's certified uh, as a professional coach, whether that's a life coach or a uh, I'm an executive coach, a leadership coach. Uh, if they're a member of the International Coaches Federation, which they should be if you're working with them, then they would um, adhere to a professional code of conduct, which would mean that uh, from conversation to conversation that we would have as a coach and uh, as a coach and coachee, um, we I would adhere to we would actually sign and I would adhere to a confidentiality agreement with you. And so from conversation to conversation, I would say something like, you know, as a professionally certified coach, I adhere to um, some international standards of practice through the International Coaches Federation, which means that I um, will maintain confidentiality in this conversation, meaning that I'm not going to share any of it with anybody else. You're welcome to. But given that this is a live recording and a podcast, I can't guarantee that. And you knew that coming into this conversation that this would be aired. But we're not going to name names. We're not going to tell any um, information about you know who we're talking about. We're really here to talk about you and help you get clear. Mm-hmm. And so that just being said, that's one of the nice benefits of working with a coach is that you get to have 100% confidentiality and the coach is really here in your corner to listen and to help you. So that's how I want to show up today is just to uh, help you get clarity around whatever is on your mind. Great. So that being said, we've got, typically we have about an hour for a coaching conversation. So that's kind of what we're aiming for here. We might be a little bit longer, a little bit less. We'll just kind of see how things unfold. And so now that we've gotten through the kind of the logistical things, so when you thought about coming into this conversation and then when you think about walking away from this conversation, what what would you like to focus on? Like, what's your topic for today, if you will? Mm -hmm. Um, So my topic for today is, uh, maybe I should preface by saying I am, I'm a HR manager. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm trying to focus on how can I improve work, 
workplace culture mm-hmm. when the leader is the the main culprit of these problems. Okay. And <laughs> all right, good. Hmm, the plot thickens already. <laughs> so, okay, so at the end of this conversation, so walking away from here, I mean, your call out has like, how can I improve workplace culture? And sidebar, uh, I'm trying to do that. And there's a bigger issue by the sounds of things, which is part of the reasons why we have some challenges with our culture is because of some of the most, that sounds like the most senior person inside the organization. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So probably, <clears throat> hopefully I would like to walk away, away today with tools or mm-hmm. um, maybe, you know, a roadmap of maybe how I can slowly tackle this. Cause I don't think it's going to be a one solution fix all. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be great if it was. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> this would be the best conversation ever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know, and I like to think about that. I mean, I like to think about, um, you know, giving you a next step, you know, by the end of this conversation so that you have something that you can do, even if that is one thing, uh, one thing that might make a big difference. And I've heard you kind of say there's two things. So I've heard two questions. Mm -hmm. Question number one is how can I improve workplace culture? Question number two is how can I change the leader so that Mm -hmm. workplace culture um, improves. Yeah. So when you think about like narrowing our focus today, like which one feels like the right direction? Definitely number two. I do, I do, I have seen some improvement in the Mm -hmm. culture and I think I have the right initiatives in place. Mm -hmm. Uh, I guess our leader is sort of being my roadblock. Um, he's, he's standing in my way. (laughs) Okay. So, all right. So then would it be fair to say, by the end of this conversation that we would have walked away with some approaches on how to work more effectively with that leader. Yeah. Maybe some t- ways to either make him more aware of mm-hmm. what he's doing or the impacts that what he's doing has on the culture itself or the other employees. Yeah. Um, and yeah, maybe some tips on how to have really, honest, open conversations with him without the fear of, you know, impacting my relationship with, with him negatively. Cause we actually have a really good relationship. Okay. Him and I, mm-hmm. um, I just wish he had more of that with everyone else. And, right. Yeah. Okay. So sounds like then you want to help shine a light on for him, mm-hmm. like increase his kind of awareness around how the way that he's leading is impacting culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. Okay. So why don't you talk to me then? So we can, I think we'll check in if that's okay with you. We'll check in kind of midpoint to see how we're doing in relation to that. Mm-hmm. And um, we'll save some time at the end to kind of think about like, well, what's the next step in relation to that? But first I kind of want to swim up a little bit and I want you to share with me a little bit more about like what's been going on. Mm-hmm. So, how, you know, talk to me about how you discovered that this was an issue. What are some of the issues? Mm-hmm. Like just kind of current impact. Um, I would say that it's come to my um, awareness over the, I've the, you know, the last few months mm-hmm. more so where um, a few examples of employees coming to me directly to, you know, vent about their frustrations with our leader mm-hmm. Um whether it be that they don't get along, um, you know, they don't feel that they're being understood, mm-hmm. um, 
just a bit of a toxic relationship. Mm-hmm. And then I've also witnessed firsthand, unfortunately, a little bit of a lack of sincerity, I guess I would say, in mm-hmm. front when, when we're in meetings, uh, the leader of myself and another employee during the meeting, there'll be a bunch of words and um, conversations said, which I think are really great. Mm-hmm. And then, however, those individuals might leave and I'm left with the leader and, you know, we're on completely different pages. Mm-hmm. So, so kind of saying one thing, but then really not actually meaning it. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So we're not necessarily who we say we are. Yeah. 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 So, so what impact is that having? What's the impact that that's having on you right now? Questioning, you know, my ability to actually positively increase the culture Mm -hmm. um, to a culture that employees feel that it's a trusting um, environment, that, Mm -hmm. you know, they're not going to get in trouble for speaking their mind. There's a little bit of fear. Mm -hmm. There's always fear around a leader, Mm -hmm. you know, especially when the leader is working there every single day. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think it's just taking a toll on me because I feel like I'm taking three steps forward. Mm -hmm. You know, we have these great conversations with employees. I feel we're on the same page the employee leaves and I'm right back to square one. We have the same conversations over and over and over, and I never feel like I'm getting any further ahead. Okay. So he's very opinionated on certain topics. So I have, I'm trying different methods of opening his eyes and they haven't worked Mm -hmm. not yet anyways. So you've mentioned a couple of just different things that um, this pattern of behavior what's you know some some of the impacts that it's having so for you it's you mentioned earlier like it's a roadblock like it's a barrier Mm -hmm. right so Mm -hmm. it's kind of getting in the way of you being able to perform what you believe you've been asked to do yeah well yeah because I feel you know he would would like the culture of the of the workplace to you know be a very welcoming culture and Mm -hmm. the retention um percentage you know completely decreases that Mm -hmm. everyone loves you know an ideal world everyone loves coming to work and as an HR manager, that is part of my job, but I feel I can't achieve those items if he's not on board. If he truly isn't on board with having a honest, trusting environment for our employees, then how will I ever succeed? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so yeah, it's kind of like a stop-start situation, and... I'm kind of going, and so you you you're trying and trying to create in a culture where people feel like safe, that you can reduce some fear associated with like speaking freely, mm-hmm. where trust is built, um, and yet you're noticing people are coming to you, and that is not their experience of what's happening right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, yeah. So I just want to pay attention to something that I just thought about earlier. Because I have, I think it's common that uh, people can look to HR leaders as the keepers of culture. Mm-hmm. Like come in and wave a magic wand, <laughs> pull it out of your bag, your magic. and fix culture. So what's your reaction to hearing me say that? Yeah, like I'm nodding my head. 
because mm-hmm. it's um, it's something that I've heard in previous roles as well within HR. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I think they look to HR as having these really strong communication skills, and that employees will have these open, really tell you all their problems, which they they often yeah. do. Mm-hmm. So I also turn into a therapist at times, mm-hmm. um, but. Yeah, you really have to, to to be successful, in my opinion, in really changing the culture, which is a really big task. It's not a, yeah. that doesn't happen overnight. That takes years. But you really need to have, in my opinion, the leaders of the organization mm-hmm. supporting you. And whatever, you know, if that is your task, whatever you say needs to be done to fulfill that, then I would expect the leaders to really back that HR individual. Mm-hmm. So my next question is whose responsibility is it to fix culture? I think everyone working in the organization plays part mm-hmm. for sure. Um, I would say probably leading by example, mm-hmm. I would look to the leaders of the organization, whether that be, you know, CEO, directors, VPs, what have you, and whoever the, your head of HR is. So I do look to myself as that falls on me, Yeah, but I know I can't do it alone. Right. Because, you know, when I think about like this conversation and how we kind of got here today, is that you're recognizing the barriers that are in your way are outside of you. So you alone, you know, can't be held responsible for fixing the culture, even though what's interesting to me is this leader seems to think that the problems exist outside of them Mm -hmm. when in fact, by the sounds of it, they're making a contribution to the challenges that exist. Yeah. So, so what, so what are you feeling as a result of all of this? You know, I've asked myself a few times, like, do I just have an open, honest conversation with Mm -hmm. him and just tell him, you know, but I'm, I'm, fearful of doing that because I don't know what the repercussions may be. I don't know if he'll, him, like I said, we have a very, which I feel is a a good relationship, Mm -hmm. open, honest, which to my, in my opinion, I think it is. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm afraid to ruin that because then I'm really going to be in a worse place. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to figure out maybe there's a better way that I can approach this. Maybe it's going to take several conversations Mm -hmm. to really kind of, let him turn that finger on himself a little bit. Right. <clears throat> Possibly. What kind of culture are you trying to create? Hmm. Yeah, that's a hard question. Um, mm-hmm. If I had to summarize it, I would say a culture where employees feel that if they put the work in that the rewards will come and not, and I don't mean that just in a monetary fashion. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, that we have team building events that we, that we work hard, play hard. You know, mm-hmm. we will have these events that we award them in whether it's celebration during the working hours, whether it's a free lunch once in a while, whether it's a wonderful holiday party, mm-hmm. but you know, uh, wellness workshops, financial workshops, and a lot of those things we have implemented already. Mm-hmm. Um, and the feedback has been great. However, it's that one continuous feedback that I'm receiving from multiple employees that's, Mm -hmm. well, you know, referring to our leader, he's never going to change. Or what's the point? Because I'm never going to be promoted to that position because he won't allow it. Or Mm -hmm. so, and 
I don't know if that explains the culture, but I definitely think it's a roadblock because if people feel that they can't trust our leader or that they're feeling that there's no growth for them within the organization, mm-hmm. well, then how is that a healthy culture to work in? Right. So it sounds like then success from a culture standpoint looks that you know, people are recognized for their contribution. <clears throat> we give as much as we take, right, in terms of how we um, recognize and support people for their growth and development, that they have a trusting environment where they feel like people have their back so that they have their best interests at heart, they can Mm -hmm. grow. Mm -hmm. And I've heard you use the word honesty quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess the reason I say that is because there's been several times, unfortunately, where I'll hear, I, you know, the our leader had a, a meeting with an employee and something happened and I'm hearing now the leader's perspective of how that conversation went and then separately I'll hear the employees and almost every single time they are completely different. Right. So I'm, I'm left wondering and questioning, well, there's probably a bit of truth to both sides here, but right. mm-hmm. how, where do I, how do I fix this? So right. the honesty, I would like... In an ideal world, I would like for him to just speak, be honest, and just say what he really feels so that there's no gray area with the employees, Mm -hmm. that they can trust him, that, you know, for his word, that what he says is what he means. And I don't know if that exists right now. So I'm going to ask you kind of a tough question right now. Mm -hmm. Let me take a sip of this. (laughs) (laughs) So you have said, you just said. Ideally, I just want him to be honest with what he feels. Mm-hmm. And you and I are sitting here having a conversation about your real fear or taking that approach with him to help him see what he may not see. I see where you're going with this. What do you see? <laughs> what do you see? I think... You're, if I'm reading between the lines, I think you're yeah. saying I just need to have an open, honest conversation. With yeah. Them. Yeah. So, because what you're, what you've shared with me in terms of what you're trying to create and the gaps that you're noticing in between where you are now and where you want to be, to me, the only way through that is to model that for other people. If you feel like you have a significant role in building that culture, mm-hmm. uh, and yes, there's going to be risk associated and there's fear associated with doing that. Like the, what if I do this? How is this going to, this is going to really help. So I guess if we can just hold space for that for a second mm-hmm. and thinking about, okay, well, why would I ask him to do something that I'm not necessarily prepared to do myself? Mm-hmm. We'll hold space for that. So what? imagine not doing that because doing nothing is always an option. Just kind of like maintaining status quo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's, at this point, I think it's maybe bothering me too much that I don't know that I can let it go. Mm-hmm. So I, I know at, at one point I, I, will, I will burst. And I guess I'm right. trying to do it in a controlled right. fashion yeah. rather than, you know, lose it and just say, I don't care anymore. This is crazy. Yeah, we don't want that. I don't want that. Yeah. Um. So I feel in order for me to still... Because right now I, I am still energized. I do like going into work. Mm-hmm. I, it's a challenge for me, and I like challenges. Cool. Um, but part of me is starting to waver on, is this challenge too big? Or is this just really not realistic? 
Mm-hmm. Do it. It's not, should I just forget about it? Mm-hmm. So I just want to acknowledge like feeling for you kind of like feeling all alone in this, like, you know, that this is my problem to solve. Right. And I want, I, I acknowledge that. And I also want you to, I'm happy that you asked for support around this. And I think that, you know, we need to look at some ways in which you can bring other people into this with you because Mm. it's, it sounds like it's not necessarily an experience that you're having. It's an experience that other people are having. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I definitely don't, you know, when employees are confiding in me because similar to like what you said for coaching, Mm -hmm. um, it's confidential. When they come to me, it's confidential. Mm -hmm. So there is that safe space. I'm very careful with what I say to them. It's not like I don't jump right on their ship and start bashing our leader. I try and make it a constructive conversation. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I do let them know that I can relate and that I understand what they're saying. I see Mm -hmm. where they're coming from Mm -hmm. because I do. Yeah. I honestly do. Yeah. Um, So... It's not like I sound like I, I play dumb and act as if I don't see that at all. And what are they talking about? So at least I feel I'm giving them the opportunity to know that they're not that they're not alone. Yeah. But it almost makes it worse because, you know, in a easy Monday, I have frequent conversations about this. Right. Yeah. And I would like to talk about other, I would like, to, it's like, I want to do other <laughs> I want to move. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's taking up a lot of my time and energy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and imagine for them. So, so, you know, for you, you can see the impact for you. If nothing changes, you maintain status quo is that I can, I can imagine that this would erode the energy that you're feeling. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like taking time away from other things you could be doing, which could be having an impact. Right. And like really the kind of work that you want to do. So that's very real for you. What's going to happen to the culture if nothing changes? I mean, it, I I do feel it's improved since I've come on board. Not trying yeah. to my own horn. There's a few of us who've worked together, mm-hmm. um, so it has improved. So at least I can feel happy in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, yeah, I'm a bit of a perfectionist, so it's, I want it. I see the opportunity for it to be even better and for yeah. it to really be a wonderful experience to come to work every day maybe maybe that's a ridiculous idea maybe that doesn't exist but I feel like it could mm-hmm. so if it does if if nothing happens it probably will be me mm-hmm. who's probably affected the most because I think mm-hmm. I hate to say it but the other employees a lot of them who've been around for a while are just they've they've kind of given up I guess they're like well that's just that's just how he is and you're starting to see Right. You know, so they have apathy around mm-hmm. it. They're kind of like, you know, well, we just have to accept it. It's yeah. not something that. Yeah. A you few of them have been like, kudos, you know, I right. see that you're trying, but I hate to say it. it I've seen this happen time and time again. Mm-hmm. It's, so that only fuels my fire. Right. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Watch me. Yeah. I think and as you were saying that, I was like getting all of this energy around, like, let's make what appears to be impossible possible. Mm-hmm. because if you believe that people have the capacity to change, which I'm sure that you do, then you must think that this person probably has good intentions, just the impact that they're having. I do. I yeah. really do think he has great intentions. Right. Um, his you know, personality is just very reactive, so he doesn't right. necessarily think through everything that he's saying, and that's just the kind of person he is. Unfortunately, when you are in the role that, that he is, it has such a powerful impact directly on employees yeah yeah i mean 
so connected to everybody's success and happiness, right? Mm -hmm. If this was two peers, it'd be very different. Mm -hmm. Just two peer employees working side by side, Mm -hmm. it'd be a very different experience. Mm -hmm. Um, It's hard when it's coming from the top. So, you know, when you look back on the period of time that you have been here, it sounds like you've had successes and people have been giving you feedback around positive changes that you've made and yet you look out into the future and you see like there's still you have a vision and there's so many th- more things that are possible when you look at this particular situation though uh with this leader and you you kind of reflect back on what's happened like what what if anything has been your contribution to how things have kind of evolved um with him mm-hmm. um I definitely, it's not my style to be like a, a yes man or you know, yes woman. Mm-hmm. Um, I do challenge him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has actually pointed out that he likes that. Okay. But I have to be really strategic on how I challenge him. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably hold my tongue a lot on really what I would like to say. <laughs> so in that fact, I'm probably contributing by doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Just letting him do it um out of fear really that mm-hmm. like the fear of i don't want to ruin my relationship with him or be in this space now where i've tarnished his trust or his respect for me and like what am i doing here now mm-hmm. that's my fear and that's like worst case scenario but i, right. I tend to go worst case scenario mm-hmm. so yeah so if you were to think back then, so you, you know, thinking back kind of hindsight, things that you may have done differently, but you realize that some of the barriers are in the ways like I'm worried about what's going to happen if I don't hold my tongue or if I really say what's really on my mind, the potential recourse of that, like how that person's going to necessarily respond. You also mentioned though, that you're worried that if you don't do this, that you're going to erupt in some mm-hmm. form or another. Yeah, and I've also, I feel like there's a third category. I've also played out, okay, what if I get the courage to have this open conversation with him mm-hmm. and, and still nothing? Yeah. Right? Like, so now I've put myself out there. I've shown him that I, he, although maybe he's surprised that I feel that way about him mm-hmm. and that, you know, he's impacting the culture by just the things that he's doing directly. Mm-hmm. And then what if nothing changes then? Mm-hmm. At least maybe I can feel, well, I had the conversation with him. I addressed it and try to keep monitoring it, try to keep coaching him mm-hmm. in different ways, communicating. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, part of me, my mind goes there too. Like, what if I do all this for nothing? Well, would it be for nothing? Depends on his reaction. Okay. So what what do you want to be known for in terms of your approach to leading? Honesty. Why are you laughing? <laughs> <laughs> because I feel, I, it's, you know, I feel like deep down you, sometimes in these situations, you know the answer. Yes. But I'm just finding excuses to not do it. Okay. So what's the answer that you know? That if I want him to have honest, authentic conversations, then I need to be honest and authentic with him. Okay. So 
I want to just check in at this moment in time and see how we're doing in relation to what you wanted to get out of this conversation today. Mm -hmm. And if that's what you know that you need, what do we need to do next? How? What's the how? How. So if we spend some time for the remainder of our conversation today talking about how to do that, would that be okay with you? Yeah, that'd be very useful. Okay. So you know that the only way that, like nothing changes if nothing changes, I guess is kind of the theme that we can wrap up. If you want something to change, you have to change. It's up to you. You also recognize that there's uh, risk in doing this. Mm -hmm. There's also risk in not doing it. Not as much, but yes, more risk for me. Yeah, more for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but I, you know, we have to also just kind of hold space that you don't have to be the only one to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. like what's holding other people back from being able to have conversations with this person? Like, why does it, all of the weight of this need to be on your shoulders? Fear. I honestly think it comes down to fear. Right. The what if? What if? You know, I lose my job over this. It's not worth it. Mm-hmm. I'd rather just bite my tongue and, right. and grind through. Mm-hmm. That's that's honestly what I feel their thoughts are. That's what their thoughts are. Yeah. yeah. And they've almost said it, you know, indirectly. They don't want to lose their jobs. Uh, I just want to check in. Is that a, is that like evidence that people have gathered? Like, has that actually happened where people have chosen to kind of speak up and then they no longer are no. around? No. So it's more Thank story. It, I think it's more... Um, People, I do think people have spoken up maybe on, you know, different mm-hmm. things in the past and it's tarnished their relationship mm-hmm. to where, you know, this individual felt that they were on a really good path with their relationship and their mm-hmm. communication. And then ever since then, things just got worse. Mm-hmm. So they, they directly reflect back on that one conversation mm-hmm. and I think wish that they wouldn't have ever done it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, Let's talk about your conversation then. So if you were to have an honest conversation with this leader, what do you want to tell them? I love working here. (laughs) (laughs) Please don't fire me, but... (laughs) But, uh, So just like pretend... So you want to have this conversation with them. What do you really want them to try to understand? I would like him to understand that I feel it would be really impactful if his conversations with employees were more honest. Okay. That there weren't two sides. That whether I asked Joe or... Kevin, how they felt that conversation went, they both are telling you the same thing. Mm. And so it sounds like part of the reason why you're coming to him today is because you want to have an honest conversation with him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> yeah. And so through doing this, part of the hope is that not only can you guys have this kind of honest conversation with each other, that he sees the value in doing that with other people. Yeah. So what's the issue that you like most want to resolve? Is it the like the honesty piece with him? I'd say it's, well, I, I, I guess I 
feel that the honesty is encompassing of other aspects. Like mm-hmm. I feel like if, he, if he's honest and really is respectful of that conversation, then, you know, there'd be no breach of confidentiality. There would be no talking behind that individual because there would be true, honest conversations. And maybe I'm wrong on that, but mm-hmm. there are a lot of side conversations that he has about other individuals. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, Probably I should address that as well because whether he believes that they're not, people aren't finding out, they are. They're finding out that they're being spoken about. Right. So you have lots of evidence that you could use to support, not necessarily naming people's names, but you could be like, you may not be aware of the fact that you know, part of my role, a lot of people come to me and they talk with me about, you know, what's going on. That's just the nature of doing what I do. Mm-hmm. And this is a little bit about what I'm hearing. And so, how could you frame this conversation? in a way that helps them understand the impact that it's having on culture. What could you tell them? It would make them want to listen, you know, and like pay attention. I think maybe if I, if I owned in on like the fear, the fact that I, I think the, there's a consistent comment from employees that there is a bit of a fear. I mean, I'm experiencing it myself, right? Right. Um, the fear in, that employees in our organization have a fear to have these open conversations with him. And if, which I know if I said that to him, he would say, Oh, that's ridiculous. I want them to feel that they can speak to me. Right. But you have to, in order, in my opinion is in order for people to feel that they can trust you and have these open conversations and honest, then you have to lead by example and do the same. Right. So if they're witnessing him, be the opposite or just maybe not being very honest, then I don't, they're, they're going to question and think, Oh, I can't have that conversation with him because he'll do this to me. Mm-hmm. And I think part of what you're doing is you're, you know, you're providing feedback, right? You're providing awareness. You're being a support. This is part of my role in terms of helping to build culture is not to just build it with our employees, but also build it with you because ultimately you know, CEO, you are leading and shaping the culture. You're modeling it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I think part of what you're trying to accomplish in this conversation is to help him see how his intention and his impact are not aligned. So yeah. You're intending to build this like open, transparent, honest culture, which is, I know what you really want. And I'm here to tell you that the impact that you're having is not that. Mm-hmm. The impact that you're having is what I'm hearing from conversation to conversation and so, um, yeah, <coughs> that's good. It is good because you are, to me, my opinion and my observation here is that you're leading with integrity. And if you're showing up as the person who's saying, you know, I'm not doing this because I'm trying to make you feel like a piece of shit. I'm doing this because I really care. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know necessarily what the answer is here, but I want to bring this to your attention because I think it's getting in the way of what's possible. I don't know too many people who wouldn't respond positively to that if yeah. you're doing it with caring. Mm-hmm. I think it's all in how I deliver it, for sure. Um, Maybe if I have a shot before the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, always helps. Totally. I'm going to advise tequila in this situation. But okay, so... Um, wanting to have an honest conversation about honesty and you want to have a conversation about trust and you recognize that there's fear involved. So your ideal outcome from this conversation would be what? 
just that he actually receives it and is open to the fact that, you know, maybe, maybe she's right. Maybe people do feel that way and I have to try and change Mm -hmm. open to changing. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, that might lead us down a different path of, you know, I can set him up with coaching um, opportunities Mm -hmm. or, therapist i don't know tequila something uh but i think if he's receptive receptive and just doesn't you know shut it down or have excuses if if it's if it's gonna you know his hand's gonna go up and have excuses then i'll have to try again at a different time right so yeah i mean my i was kind of thinking like how will you know like what will be your uh assessment as to whether you're the message is being received versus being shut it down, like shutting down. How will you know the difference? Because we've already, the reason I'm asking is because you've already said that this person struggles with honesty. Mm -hmm. And so I guess what I'm trying to help you is in that conversation, how are you going to know that you're getting an honest response? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know, which sounds bad, but I would, hope to it doesn't sound bad yeah i would like to think that i would know he's being receptive you know his body language and maybe if he's Uh saying words like well what should i do right where do i go from here Mm -hmm. you know showing some vulnerability some vulnerability Mm -hmm. um but if it's just deflecting and and very defensive then i know he's not really listening Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. and so so letting his guard down i guess yeah Yeah. Mm mm-hmm Cause it's going to hurt his feelings. Yeah. I mean, hurt my feelings. Right. And surprise or kind of shocked or like, Whoa, I wasn't, you know, prepared for this. Where's this coming from? I mean, I will just say those are normal patterns of response. Mm-hmm. And so just, if that shows up, it's good because probably they are listening, mm-hmm. but it's like going through the emotions, like the, just your nervous system kicking in. Right. So so what would be helpful for us now to like help you get like a step closer to being able to have this conversation? You know, I think a lot comes down, like I said, to how I presented and the timing and there's just never going to be a time. Part of me was just going to say, well, I can't do this before the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> just like, you know, the next six to eight weeks of time that's going to pass. Like, that's just not a good time. <laughs> it's, not, it's not good. Um, I think it would just be, how am I going to hold myself accountable? How am I going to, whether it's literally picking a date in the calendar um, or mm-hmm. winging it, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Like I knew, I, I think I definitely for myself will need to prep and yeah. make notes and practice it yeah. before I actually deliver this mm-hmm. message to him. Um, but I'd be honest, I could definitely see myself pushing this. Yeah. And so, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm writing down like, what does authenticity sound like in this conversation? Because and, and you know, preparing and all of that stuff is what I would recommend. Like figuring out, you know, what do I want to say? How do I want this conversation to flow? And also, I just think, you know, what's the most authentic, raw, real, genuine thing that you could say in this conversation so it doesn't appear too scripted? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I definitely don't want to be reading off of the page. Right. I just think, it's, you know, making it clear and expressing that I'm 
I care and I'm trying to, like you mentioned before, part of my role is to increase the culture and I want to be open and honest with him that the feedback that I've received from employees and share that with him and, you know, let him know that I'm, I'm there for him to try and work through with him, I guess, on how we can improve it or make him more aware of what, what it is that he's doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So starting with caring, you know, letting him know that you're showing up because this is what you feel you've been tasked to do. And I would say this is something that you would do in other places as well. Like if there was issues with other people inside the organization, you'd probably want to sit down and have a conversation with them as well. Right. So yeah, I would. you're treating him. I mean, there's the, authority component which is always a bit of a concern mm -hmm. right like mm -hmm. the person that I report to having this conversation is one of the biggest questions that I get asked is like how do I give feedback to my boss mm -hmm. which is really what this is mm -hmm. and should I do it can I do it all of that stuff and the answer is always yes because they're usually the linchpin <clears throat> that's in between a lot of other things right so it's essential and you might be surprised you know, I think that it kind of gets lonely up at the top sometimes and if people are afraid he's probably not getting very much feedback so this might be refreshing mm -hmm. after a few moments of processing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and you said you wanted to repair, but you said you can also see that one of the barriers that's in your way is just procrastinating on this, mm -hmm. pushing it away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's just being real. Totally. Okay. It's natural. Yeah. I, I'm sure you can find lots of reasons why today is not the good day to do this. Yeah. So how are you going to get past that? <laughs> I really don't know. I mean, it might just come down to literally putting it in my calendar. Mm -hmm. I think if I tell someone else that this is what I'm going to do so that they can also, I can ask them to hold me accountable, mm -hmm. um, pep talk me that it's, you know, this is the right thing to do with my new way I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. That would probably help. If it's just me. Um, and I feel like I'm flying in solo and no one knows I'm having this conversation, I probably will push it because mm -hmm. no one knows any different. But if I tell maybe some other peers or, you know, people who I know feel the same way that I'm attempting to bring this to his attention, then that probably will help me stay true because I don't, I won't want to let them down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. So getting support and sharing what you're doing with other people and, the other thing that I just wanted to talk about, if that's cool, because I think it's part of the strategy, like moving forward, is when people come to you to vent about this. Mm -hmm. um, if, if you're aiming to build an open, honest, and transparent culture, if that's part of what you're trying to accomplish, where like we, are, we trust each other, we deal with things openly and honestly, and we are who we say we are, we walk our talk, then what if anything needs to change in those conversations when people come and vent to you? You know, probably I should be encouraging them to have, when I do, I do encourage them to tell our leader directly, um, maybe provide them with more tools, um, mm -hmm. you know, let them know I could be there with them perhaps yeah. to help. I think, yeah, just encouraging them to be honest with their feelings and communicate it to the individual that, Mm -hmm. is the target right it's it's one thing to vent and i think people yeah, need to do that regardless it's it's healthy but mm -hmm. what's you know what nothing will change if they just keep coming to my office to vent mm -hmm. and i have said you know why don't you tell him this directly and I said, oh, i 
you can never do. And it's that fear of, what if I lose my job? So that's where I guess I've always gone back to, well, if I don't fix that fear problem, if, if I don't fix the fact that people don't feel they can go to him because there's that fear of, well, what will happen um, in having an honest conversation, then those conversations that I'm having on the side will never change either. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I guess I'm just thinking like fixing that is everybody's responsibility, mm-hmm. not just yours, mm-hmm. not just his. So everybody needs to spend some time asking myself, there's a story that I'm telling myself about what's going to happen if I'm honest and open and share some feedback, really what I think it is, or am I making this into something bigger because I have fear? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that to me, that's how we'll get culture. Like we are, you guys all collectively are the culture, mm-hmm. not just one person defining it or leading it. Right. So it, it's a part of it, but it's not the entire piece of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. And so, I, you know, I was just thinking about how do those conversations need to change? And one thing else that I wanted to mention, I'm going back to my, my brain right now is you'd mentioned that one person had had a negative experience in a conversation mm-hmm. And that conversation was like, well, that was a bad idea. Never doing that again. Right. So what do you know about conversation? So if this one doesn't go well, what are you going to do about it? Imagine having this conversation with this leader. They don't, they're not receptive. They're not open. They kind of shut down. What are you going to do next? I would probably have a follow-up. Yeah. 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 So the person, you know, the person who's gathering evidence to say, well, this is bad. Don't do it darkness will prevail. Uh, they didn't do that by the sounds of it. Yeah. They had one conversation, didn't go well, they made up their mind and now they've made up their mind. So I think changing this type of pattern of behavior is not going to happen necessarily in one conversation. Yeah, it won't. I agree. Right. So it's a starting point. It doesn't have to be the ending point. Mm-hmm. So, so you said for, so summarize for me, what you think your next steps are going to be? Uh, I got to work on my content, like what it practice in my head, what it is that I really want to say mm-hmm. to make sure that when I do deliver it without my notes, that it's coming from the heart Yep. and then I'm getting my point across. Mm-hmm. I think I then need to, for my own well-being to hold myself accountable, I think I need to tell someone, whether that's my husband or whether that's someone at work that I, you know, that I know mm-hmm. would support me in doing this challenge, um, <laughs> then putting it in the calendar and trying my utmost best to stick to it. Okay. And have a, a drink in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to do it drunk. <laughs> no, I won't remember it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but no, I have to get, I have to get over the fear and like you said what's the worst thing that will happen yeah if I come from it from a place of well-being and care it's unlikely that he's going to fly off his radar and fire you after that conversation and you know I guess then now that I say it then probably wouldn't be the place for me anyways but it would just be a really horrible outcome (laughs) which I'd feel like so we should probably have a follow-up podcast (laughs) which we should anyway in fact good idea (laughs) so here's how i can be an accountability partner for you we can have a part two Mm. Mm -hmm. 
So what happened? Yeah. I think everybody who's going to listen to this wants to know. So I'll let you tell me when that is. Yeah. I feel sick. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, but like, so Monday? Yes. Yeah. So no, I think, you know, I'll let you decide how, how much time that you need. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm 100% with you on that. The worst thing that can happen here, worst case scenario is that, well, there's probably a couple. Worst case scenario is you get fired, in which case you're like, okay, learn from that. But, you know, obviously this, I would have never been able to build an open and transparent culture here anyway. I've yeah. never been able to do it. The other one that you had mentioned earlier is that our relationship could be impacted. Mm-hmm. Things might change. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think maybe thinking through that is important because that's a potential. It's possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's probably worse. Mm-hmm. I would say than than being fired on the spot. Right. Because right. it's like, Oh, now I've damaged Look, I've dug myself in this hole now. Right. You know, I should have just kept my mouth shut shut and just kept on going. Yeah. I I probably would have regretted doing it. So I probably should prepare for that option. Yes. Or an option result. Yeah. And thinking about if that is what I noticed. So let's say I have this conversation on a Monday and everybody's like, okay, thank you so much for sharing this with me. I'm really happy that you brought this up. And then I come in on Tuesday and nobody's making eye contact and things are weird and body language has changed. Mm. What's going to be your next step? I would like to say again, follow up and be like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Like, why, why is this, this wasn't, this wasn't my intention. This wasn't the goal of the conversation. Right. You know, can we start again and really talk about what I was trying to get across? Mm-hmm. because clearly I hurt your feelings. Yeah. Clearly okay. something's going on. Clearly you're yeah. upset with me and I, <clears throat> I don't want to have this working relationship with you. So how can I make it better? Yeah. I think just you got to lead with your heart. And the other thing is to keep in the back of your mind, what you had said to me earlier, which is the long-term implications if nothing changes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For you and for others. So saying nothing isn't necessarily a better strategy because things are still going to evolve. Things are still going to shift and change. Even if you don't have this conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, your own engagement and things you said, as you said earlier, might start to dwindle. Yeah. Which yeah. means your relationship is going to be impacted by that. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's so true. It's all related. It's all related. Yeah. So it goes really back down to circling back to what kind of culture do you want to create? And how do you need to show up from conversation to conversation to create it? Mm-hmm. Good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, you have everything within your power to do it. I mean, everything that you've shared with me today feels like bang on. And I totally get the fear. Yeah. The fear is real. I get it. But, Sometimes I hope that, you know, sometimes the hard things are worth fighting for. Yeah. And, you know, I guess I have to try and focus on what could happen on the plus side rather than just the negative side too. Like, absolutely. It could be really responsive. They could change everything. Yeah. The hard, I guess the, the thing I struggle with is like, this isn't just changing the way 
you know, the cologne that someone wears one day because it's offensive, right? This is changing him mm-hmm. and like his makeup and mm-hmm. his habits and mm-hmm. part of me like that's gonna take some time. Right. Right. And whose work is that to do? Him. Right. Like your role in this is to provide the feedback. Yeah. His role is to see, mm-hmm. agree, and decide to commit to change. Mm-hmm. So that's in that other person's court at that point. You've done your job, which is like, hey, I'm bringing this to light for you because I'm pretty sure that you want to know. Mm-hmm. I'll support you, guide you, coach you, give you more mentorship around this, but you don't have to do the work after that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's true. You know? This is your work to do Mm -hmm. in this conversation. This is your growth. This is your change. Having this conversation and doing something that makes you scared. (laughs) It's good. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm also terrified. (laughs) I know. I can see it on your face. You're like, okay. So, yeah, terrified. I mean, so take a deep breath and give yourself some space and time. I mean, it's not a conversation that you have to have tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But the longer you wait, probably, the longer you'll wait. Yeah. No, for sure. I'm the kind of person I need to put a pen to paper and just pick a day. Okay, do that's it. That's when it's happening. Yeah, do it. What all other what other support can I give you today? Um, you can send me some notes. Writing. <laughs> 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 no, it's been really great. I honestly didn't think I was gonna, you know, leave here thinking that I would actually have this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Going back to what you want. You already knew what you wanted. You talked it out loud. The fear is part of it. I mean, usually the things that are scarce the most are the ones that are worth doing. And then some of the other things that you're thinking about that we were going to talk about today, but we didn't. I wonder how practicing what you're going to do in this relationship is going to help you in those ones too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's very relatable. For right. Sure. It all comes down to fear. And yeah. I think a lot of it comes down to having conversations it honest is. conversations yeah and so like what's stopping you from telling this person this leader in your organization that i'm i've thought a lot about this uh i really want this conversation to go well i'm totally freaking out right now like i had several sweating sh- <laughs> my palms and feet are sweating my armpits are sweating so i'm wearing dark clothes today and uh, I'm, I'm doing this because i care mm-hmm. yeah and you have to give yourself that authentic space in advance I don't think, based on what you've told me about the relationship you have with this person, that they're going to respond negatively to that. Yeah, no, I think that's it. I have to go in with some warmth first. Yeah. Warmth first. Warmth first. Warmth first. Warmth first. I'm going to wear first and and have the conversation. And take off the mask. Like, you don't have to be the HR manager in that conversation. You can just be the human being. Right? Yeah. Okay, it's good. Okay. Yeah. Excited. So we'll be tuning in for part two when you come now. That's my accountability for you. We're going to talk about what you learned and what happened. And I think it'd be really interesting. It would. Yeah. How it went. And hopefully it's not, can I... Can you find it's not a, a job? job. Yeah, it's not a job interview <laughs> conversation, but you know, we can use it for that. No, it won't be. It'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for sharing. I hope this wasn't too... Uh, Difficult or uncomfortable for you? No, it wasn't. It was great. It was really helpful. Thank you very much. You're welcome.